We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We won't get our spirits dampened because we've got the British Open here for the next uh, few days. And let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. He is our guy that we always turn to, Will Gray, editorial lead for the PGA Tour overseeing Golf Bet, your hub for all things betting on golf. And he is on Twitter at Will Gray Golf Bet and joins me here on the waitfor.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Will, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thank you for a few minutes in Atlanta. Yeah, no problem, Chuck. Always going to be with you. So let's talk about the course. And obviously, you know, we always get into this tournament. And, you know, again, weather can always play a factor. Sometimes it's really hot and dry and the course courses play really fast. Um, it could be rainy. I mean, what do we expect the weather forecast to be for this weekend? And what will this kind of course play like over the weekend? The weather forecast is pretty tame for open standards, but that doesn't mean it's, it's calm by any means. Uh, as we saw today, you know, a little bit of firmness, a little bit of wind here or there can really make a difference on this course. You know, this is only the third time that this uh, place, Royal Liverpool, has hosted the Open since 1967. So it's not one that we see a ton. 2014, when Rory won, was the last time that this tournament was held there. So there's a lot of learning going on from players and fans alike. And I think that the, the returns from today were, uh, you know, there are a couple birdies out there here or there. But for the most part, this is a stern test. And. Uh, as you saw with some of those scores near the bottom of the standings, it can get away from you pretty quickly. You know, is is sort of the reputation of this course that, you know, sometimes maybe the quality isn't there or weather has a real effect on this course? I mean, is that sort of the, the reputation that Royal Liverpool has had? A little bit. I mean, in 2006, uh, when it came back there and Tiger won, it was super burnt out and brown and, and very, very dry. Um, in 2014, when Rory won, it was a little bit softer. So they, that was, you know, they went on both sides of the spectrum there. But I think that this week, the the focus, and especially in the first round we saw it play out, is really on these bunkers. I mean, these bunkers are no joke. If you get in there, they're very flat. They've got these thick rake marks, and they're really playing like penalties and, and hazard areas. We saw Tony Finau basically putt a ball in the bunker just so different spots to be able to get out. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, they're all playing backwards. Rory had a crazy par on 18 out of the sand. So, uh, you know, add in the, the OB and the out of bounds that lurks uh, near the 18th fairway. And this is one where, yeah, if you keep it on the straight and narrow, you're going to have some birdie chances. But as soon as you stray, once you're in that sand, uh, you're going to have a tough time saving par. Well, let me, let me ask you a question just, just from your personal perspective. Um, you know, do you like major tournaments where there's kind of the Cinderella story or underdog or things like that, or, do you like to see the greats, you know, and, and see the greats play in the final round and for the, you know, chance to win a championship? Because, again, it, when you look at this leaderboard, I know it's early, and, again, it's only only the first round, but, again, when Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark are the highest, you know, uh, Americans, you know, in this tournament so far, um, you know, it's not exactly a who's who of golf royalty uh, in the leaderboard right now. Do you personally like the better players or do you like the underdog sort of Cinderella stories? 
I would kind of liken it to March Madness. Uh, you know, you always root for those those underdog upsets in the the first couple of rounds, and then by the time you get to the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight, you want to see the blue the blue blood mm-hmm. programs kind of duke it out. And and I think that that's what we're going to see here. That yes, you know, Harmon and Wyndham Clark are among the highest ranked Americans right now, but Scotty Shuffler's right there, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, the names that you know are lurking just a couple shots back from there. And I think that the further along that we go, the more the cream is going to rise to the top. And you know, if you look at the winners that we've had at this course before, it's Tiger and Rory, and, and nine years ago it was Ricky Fowler was in the mix. And so I, I think eventually by the end of the week, we're going to see the, the big names start to, to show up. And, you know, you've got an amateur, Christo Lamprecht, that's, that's leading. I, I would say that's like your 15 over two upset uh, that you, you get in the first round. I don't know that I'm going to expect his name at the top of the leaderboard come Saturday. But honestly, if he's there, if we have like a Tom Watson situation, you know, all the better. Then that would be an all-timer story, and that's that's cool for a different reason. But I do think that uh, the further along we go, the cream's going to rise to the top, and I think players, especially guys like Scotty Scheffler, uh, are going to work their way up the board. Golf analyst Will Gray joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. So you're obviously involved with golf bets, so give me a couple of long shots that you think play into this course pretty well. Are, are there a couple of guys that we should be looking out for that aren't household names or maybe long shots on the betting uh, lines that uh, could do some damage this weekend? I mean, I really think that Brian Harmon is someone that's going to be there uh, for a while. You know, he's someone that has won twice in the PJ Tour, a bit of a veteran, a left-handed player. Um, and he has sneakily gotten into about the top 30 in, in the world and, and doesn't have a ton of, of name recognition, but has put up some big results in some big events. So uh, he's in that mix around three under. I think he's going to stick around. For sure, you know, he was uh, in the 30 to 40 to 1 range for a while. I think I saw him get down to about 18 to 1. So I, I think that if you're looking at the board and trying to figure out, you know, where's the cutoff, it's a little early to do that. But I did see my, my former colleague, Justin Ray, had a great stat that I think since 1970, 96% of the Open Championship winners have been within five shots of the lead after round one. So you really want to look at that group that's under par as, as probably producing your winner. Yes, maybe someone that shot two or three over today could put together a 64 or 65 tomorrow and get back into it. But by and large, we've seen this course, uh, you know, has very thin margins around the edges. So I think that you're probably looking at those guys that did open in the 60s or maybe someone that's one under at 70 like Scheffler or Brooks Kepka. Uh, that those are the guys that eventually are going to be uh, hoisting the Claret Jug. Is there one of the big names that you think this course does not favor? I mean, uh, you know, again, you mentioned the fact that when the last time I was here in 2014, Rory was the winner, and we've kind of been, you know, on Rory watch, it feels like, for a while now. But is there one of the big-name players that you think that this course does not favor very much? Uh, not entirely. I mean, I will say that it doesn't have a, a ton of room to miss off the tee. I was a little surprised to see Cam Smith, the defending champion, uh, shoot over par today. He's so good on and around the greens, but uh, he was playing catch up for most of the day. But, you know, I, I actually think you look at someone like Spieth. It was a full Jordan Spieth experience today, right? He had a bunch of birdies. He also had a double bogey where he shanked one out of the rough out of bounds when he was trying to trying to hack it out. So uh, there, there's always going to be some high variance whenever Spieth uh, comes to the course. We saw him, uh, you know, win this tournament six years ago at Royal Birkdale, and that was a roller coaster then too. But I think the, the longer this goes, the more likely it is that he's going to get stung by maybe a wayward tee shot uh, or or end up in a double or triple bogey, which we've seen a lot of guys um, fall fall to today. Uh, and certainly, I, I think that's going to continue as the week progresses. You know, Rory's going to be right there in the mix. He's playing so well coming off the Scottish Open. John Rahm is someone that. Uh, I think you know there's, he could play on the moon, and John Rahm is going to be among the four or five favorites 
so I, I think that he's he's someone that could be poised to make one of those rallies. And then Scheffler's right there. I mean, if Scotty Scheffler puts decently, he's going to win a tournament by four or five shots very soon, and it could be as recently as, as this week. You know, Will, I hate to jinx it, but, I mean, one of the nice things about this tournament going into this weekend is there really doesn't feel like the angst, um, you know, with the divide of live golfers and PGA Tour golfers and all of the kind of side stories. It really does feel like that this is maybe the first major where – we can just really focus on golf. Like, um, and again, even with all the uncertainty, it still feels like that this is a weekend that really is about just the game of golf and we can focus on it. And we really don't have so much of the background noise of all of the stories that have kind of, I guess, plagued, uh, you know, the world of golf over this past year, but we don't feel like we have those kinds of stories that are lingering right now for the tour. It's nice to focus on the golf, right? Every now and then, I think that's been the key takeaway, not only this week, but of the four majors is that, you know, it's so much better. It's, it's such a better product. It's such a better fan experience to have all the best players in the world playing these big events all together. And you don't want to have to hand out trophies with asterisks and things like that. And there are a lot of questions about, you know, the, the pro golf landscape and where we're going to go from here into 2024, maybe beyond. Uh, and I assure you, I have zero of those answers. But I can tell you that I agree with your sentiment that it's nice this week, you know, to have all the, the names that you know and, and recognize and they're all starting at even par and going out and tackling the same course from the first tee, and then you add them up at the end. And so uh, if we can get to a point where, where there's more of that and, and less of the, uh, the soap opera drama in the background, I think I'm all for it. Last uh, question for you. Um, you mentioned about Brian Harmon could be uh, a player in this whole thing. Do you think he can finish as the highest American uh, in this tournament? Uh, is he the guy to watch for on the American side? I, I mean, I think that uh, I, I still think Scotty Scheffler is, is probably going to work his way into the top five. So that's a high bar to hit. I mean, Scotty Scheffler hasn't finished worse than 12th in any golf tournament since October. It's just amazing how consistent he has been. I, I do think Harmon is someone from a betting perspective that could have some value. I, I think he's kind of in that mold that we saw last month at the U.S. Open with Wyndham Clark. No one really, including myself, expected Wyndham Clark to hang on like he did down the stretch, especially against the bigger names like Rory and Ricky Fowler. Uh, and he managed to pull it off. And, and honestly, he, he surprised me again today to be able to, to turn it around. And he's once again on, on the leaderboard. Usually it takes a few months for those guys to, to get used to the extra weight of being a major champion. We didn't see that today from Wyndham Clark. We'll see how it goes uh, tomorrow and through the weekend. But, yeah, I think if you're looking at the board and trying to figure out, you know, Tommy Fleetwood is a co-leader. He's now the consensus betting favorite. Scheffler's right behind him where it started out as Scheffler and Rory kind of on even footing. I think Harmon's someone that, that could be interesting, and, and I don't think it's a fluke that he, he put together a pretty good round today. I expect more of that out of him the rest of the week. Editorial lead overseeing Golf Bet, your hub for all things golf betting, part of the PGA Tour. Will Gray, join us here on the waitfor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page. He'll have all of your action all weekend long at Will Gray Golf Bet. Will, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. We always enjoy talking to you. And uh, listen, we will talk to you here as the uh, tournament will eventually get here to, um, you know, Atlanta. And uh, we'll chat again then. Oh, for sure. We'll be in your neck of the woods here in, in a few weeks. It's coming up quick. Always good chatting with you, John. You got it. Appreciate it, Will. Um, can I tell you, I always learn something when I talk to Will. He's one of my favorite guests to, to talk to. Um, he's just really a really knowledgeable guy. And, again, he's been been on the Golf Channel, and, you know, he's been he's – he's done all kinds of different things. So I uh, always enjoy talking to Will when, uh, when we get a chance to come up on these majors. Chuck Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.